Yes, 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 yes. Welcome everybody back to another Rugby Muscle Podcast. This is episode number 89. And on today's episode, we have a guest, as you know because you've read the title, we are joined by Alex, the old co-host of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, no longer co-host, but still frequent, well hopefully, frequent guest because we like having him on, we like the wackiness that ensues when he comes onto the podcast. Today's episode, we are going to discuss, because it's been years since we first started doing this podcast, we decided to discuss the different things that um, we have changed our mind upon in those years and, and, and sort of why and how we have almost evolved slash learned as coaches. Because if you still, you know, if, if I listen back to our episode from years ago, there'll be some things that I said that I don't necessarily agree with today. Um, also, obviously, the way I say it and how listen to yourself from years ago is always, always, always going to be cringe. We didn't really try and focus on that. We tried to focus on six different things. We gave three each. So these are the things that we have really sort of changed our mind on. Like we thought we had it nailed down a few years ago, but it turns out we haven't quite. And it turns out now that, you know, I think just a lot of this knowledge has come from experience as opposed to reading the hard and science because remember when you're looking at science you're dealing mostly with averages so these are just little lessons that we've learned as coaches over the years and and how we've decided that what we once thought was true may not be so true right now and, and we have a good discussion about this we have a bit of a back and forth because there are th- some things that we also don't quite agree upon so it's good for you guys to listen in and maybe get like a deeper understanding of all of this or at least get a few practical takeaway tips that you can use in your training or diet or in your rugby lifestyle this week. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 89 of the Rugby Muscle Podcast with Alex. All right, what's up guys? So we're with Alex once again. Back again, Alex, like uh, you haven't done this for a few years. Forever, basically. I'm a new person. But in podcast land, like this is you literally have, we've just clicked from season two or season one or whatever, some old episodes, and now we're straight into it. So why even waste time, mate? Ready? Yep. Alex, mm-hmm. it's time for the fact of the week, mate. Yeah. Um, do you watch Archer? I I did. Is there new ones? I don't know. Carry on. It's coming out soon. Oh, you fuck. Um, it's coming out soon. But basically, Archer is Bob from Bob's Burgers, which you know about. But also, you know Woodhouse died? Know who? Woodhouse died. The Who's... Heather Alex. The, oh, his butler? Yeah, his butler. Right. I actually found out because the actor died. I only found out today. I was uh, devastated. It's a cartoon, so it's not really an actor. No, the actual actor. The voice. Right, the voice actor. K. That's man. So is this your fact? Is it that his butler died? Yeah. And Bob. That's all we got, man. That's just what I heard today. All right, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll let you off. But that was a shit fact. I'm not going to play the guy that says, wow, that's an interesting fact. Because it wasn't. It was a shit fact. Mm-hmm. But what do we expect from you, mate? You've been away for a while, and now we've now we got you back, and that's the best you can give us. Also, you didn't tell me. I mean, I told you we were podcasting, so that implies, Alex, fact that the week is coming up, probably. Oh, well. All right. So today we're going to actually, well, um, we've got you on for a powerlifting episode, but uh, I want to run through this episode. We're going to talk about things that we've changed our mind upon. 
like I said to you before. All right. So uh, the listener doesn't know that we actually recorded this podcast like two months ago. And we've probably changed our mind on the things that we changed our mind on a few months ago. But whatever. But we figured that it's been how many years since we actually started this podcast? I, I should have prepared for this. But well, I, I was in Warrington. Well, I was with, yeah, I was up with Warrington at the time. So that so, would be what? 13, 14? Yeah, four um, four or five years ago, and so um, essentially, if we're still saying the same shit that we were saying back then, what the fuck are we doing? And I'm sorry for the this language has gone really bad real quick, but who cares? Um, like, that it's really important to understand that like it's good. Uh, it's not only okay or acceptable; it's actually good to change your mind on things quite often, or when there is a need for that to happen. And so we've done that and we've come up with three different things each. Well, I have that we've changed our mind upon since when we first started the podcast. So we thought it'd be an interesting thing for you guys to listen to because you probably, some of you you new listeners have probably come back and then gone and then gone on to listen to this episode and maybe have gone back and listened to some of the older ones. And um, for the most part, like nearly all of the information is great on there, and and for the, the you know the main staples are still uh, still there and still the same thing, but there are just little nuances and stuff that we sort of I think that we've changed our mind upon. Would you agree with that, mate? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So with that said, do you want to start and give us your first thing that you've changed your mind upon? No. You Why? You promised me like two seconds ago. <laughs> Yours. You're like you had an hour. Okay, cool. So I will do one. And my first point is, especially for rugby guys that are trying to get into the gym and trying to improve their performance. But but for whatever goal they're doing, I really think fun in the gym is a lot more important than I used to think. And I guess I'll explain that in that now that I'm I'm, I'm basically thirty. <coughs> excuse me. Now that I'm basically 30, uh, sometimes it's I'm, I'm not as motivated as I once was to go to the gym, Now that, especially now that I'm retired from rugby. I'm not quite as motivated. I still go. I still get it done. But I've noticed a big game changer with myself and then subsequently with um, my athletes is that if I can give them stuff that they I know that they enjoy – um, it makes every session that much easier to attend to. So it helps with like consistency in the long run, right? Because if you're dragging yourself to the gym every single time, you know, maybe you miss once one session every 15 or 20, right? But that's still probably a session every two weeks or, or, or at least a session every month. And, and that adds up and mm-hmm. it's just a lot easier to stay consistent if you're doing stuff that you enjoy. So you're basically talking about um, creating adherence, like yeah. something you can do repeatedly over time. Even yeah, because before, goal. like when I was really motivated, I guess, and especially when we first started this podcast, you know, I would train twice a day quite a lot, but then I would drop off without even really realizing it. And the reason that I dropped off is because it was way too much effort for like the enjoyment of it like I just it just sucked and it's easier to do a lot more sessions with other people so that's another piece of advice but in general you have to make sure that you are you are getting some enjoyment out of what you're doing in the gym yeah I totally agree cool all right give me your point then um a lot more 
work in tempo and a lot more kind of control on movement before you start working on your force production. So what I mean is, yeah, sure, it might be that you can squat 220, 230 kilo, um, but can you do it in a way which is going to transfer well? Can you do it in a way where you're actually going to start changing that into power or you're just grinding out rep after rep? Like, yeah, it's cool to do heavy lifts, but if we can teach you to move really well and like dissociate hip extension from back extension and kind of um, get in a way where you can get the most out of lifts no matter what, you're in a better position. So, you know, uh, tempo, control, slash technique is going to be more important than the weight that you're lifting. Yeah, I, mean, I guess maybe it's easier to sometimes take a longer-term point of view. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's cool to go, you can go heavy every single day if you really want to, but it's not going to last long. You're better off spending a year, like, nailing stuff. Yeah. Um, and then being actually strong. Look at Dave Tate's um, big dick story. Why don't you, you know, tell me Dave Tate's big dick story? Okay, kind of gave me so that way. Um, basically, he's saying, do you want to be in like middle school or primary school <laughs> and and be the guy with the biggest bench press there, or do you want to take your time and build it so when you get to like college, basically, or university or grown-up life, that's when you want the big dick. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not even going to, like, embellish on that or go any, any further into that story. Let's just leave yeah. it where it is. Um, but I absolutely get your point. And actually, in my, um, in my office here behind me, I have one of my plants I have up there is a, is a bamboo. And bamboo actually stays underground for two years before it shoots up because it builds that solid foundation and then it grows faster than any other... Is it a tree or a flower or a shrub? Bamboo is a tree. Grass. It's a grass, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but it grows, like, ridiculously fast because it spent two years and, and really strong, right? Like, they can withstand... They're like the cockroaches of the, uh, the vegetation world. And, yeah... They spend two years building it up. They build a real solid foundation and they become the strongest, uh, one of the strongest plants that you can get because of that. And I think that's a really good point in terms of not only just for rugby performance or anything like that, but for actually building your numbers. Like if you, like there's a, re like in fact, if you go to weightlifting and I'm bringing Speedy on in, in a while to talk about Olympic weightlifting, but um, if you're doing Olympic weightlifting, I think it's not until you're like 15 or 16 do you do you get graded on your the weight that you lift. You're actually graded like when you're doing youth weightlifting, you're always graded for how good the lift is because they're not looking for you to be world champ when you're 13, 14 because no one actually gives a fuck. And that's sorry, you know, apologize apologies to you 13 or 14 year old world champs, but no one gives a fuck. Um you know, you want to build out a foundation so that when you're an adult, when it really does count or whatever, that you are, you know, you are the most efficient and you're the best, you've got the most potential there. Yeah, Is that what I you're saying? That's an absolutely fantastic way the weightlifting does it. It's almost yeah. like New Zealand, but New Zealand doesn't allow contact until you're 14 or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. That's a real good point. And um, 
my, we'll, we'll move just straight on to my second point, and that is um, like the importance of stress, and more importantly, the importance of minimizing stress. Um, I don't think like I, I I always just looked at everything from a physical standpoint. Like, is there time to do more and more and more and more and more? And can you like is are you physically capable of doing more and more and more? And more often than not. The answer is yes. Like, there's always more time, and you can pretty much pluck it from sleep or pluck it from your downtime. There's always more time that you can put in extra work and do extra stuff to try and eke out a 0.01% improvement as a as a player. But I ask the question now a lot more often: is is that is that is that 0.01% actually going to add anything like noticeable, or are you better off just being a little bit more relaxed with the whole thing? That way you recover better. That way you play better. That way you adapt better. And just man, like I've really taken a big point to like manage stress now. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. Ooh. Um, I think kind of what you're saying makes sense um, in a sport like rugby, where um, we have this incredibly long season and then like a preseason before that, and things get on top of you. But in general, I think targeted stress is where you're at so times where you're going to apply more stress in a certain way times where you're going to apply stress in specific areas and times you back off in uh, everything times you back off in certain areas so if we look at um coming into season and we look at maybe backing off stress in terms of uh, a strength adaptation and keeping stress up in terms of a speed or power adaptation um, it makes sense, but then end of season when you're coming towards maybe championship times, you can look at a decrease in total stress because you've accumulated some fatigue, some of that. So I think I just have a more as uh, a stress when it's ready for it and stress when it's not ready for it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that, to be honest, that's my point of managing stress. Like, I obviously emphasize more the point of making sure that it's not too high. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, with that, you need you know you you want to make more of an effort to keep stress low. Like, it's easy to to go through high stress uh, times. You know, it's easy. Like, those are your training sessions. You know, and like you say, you go from off season to in season. Well, you've got one huge fucking stressor every Saturday afternoon. And yeah. that's, you know, that's something that you can't discount. And and so sort of being able to manage all of that and also from like a work standpoint as well. Like I've had a lot of people um, like have a real intense few weeks at work. And I've said, okay, for this period, we're just going to get in one lifting session and two uh, cardio or two aerobic sessions because there's just no point like we're not going to make huge adaptations because you're working 10 hours plus a day you're stressing the fuck out so let's just have you you know what's it not minimum uh damage limitation let's let's just let's just focus on damage limitation as opposed to <clears throat> trying to push out extra stress to eke out maybe a small improvement when it's just easier just to back off and then target another time to you know put the stress onto uh, your, your training and your adaptation. Yeah, perfect. Sweet. All right. Give me a second point. You can only have you can only have two points if you want. Integration 
of aerobic and anaerobic work. Um, I think when we last did this, or um, maybe even a bit earlier, we were very much towards that aerobic side of things, like using an aerobic base and uh, maybe an elastic kind of topping. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm kind of drifting more towards a spectrum now where we look at definitely having an aerobic base to start with, but then using that to qualify you to do high intensity work. So not avoiding high intensity work so much and only saving that for speed work, something like that. Yeah. Definitely having the time and the place to do aerobic work and a time and place to do high intensity work. Um, and making it multimodal if that's what gets you hard. Like there's no need like if you're gonna do aerobic work and you have an hour session. It doesn't need to be an hour of sitting in the rowing machine. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. for sure. It's okay to be do something like um, a CrossFit-esque circuit. Yeah. I mean, because then you can improve other qualities. Um, if you do, like, if your sole purpose is that aerobic adaptation, though, there's nothing necessarily wrong with just going on the elliptical and zoning out for an hour if that's what you can do. But, yeah. I mean, this almost goes back to the fun thing, right? of yeah um, and actually the stress thing because you know it's more fun to do that sort of workout plus um it's also important to make sure that you're careful with that stress because that's sometimes why i make a lot of people um they make them train like be more specific with their aerobic work rather than allow them to do circuits is because inevitably like the amount of times i've given people circuit aerobic circuits to do and all they've done is like absolutely killed them fucking selves. And then we're not getting the benefit of the, you know, we're not adapting the heart in the way that we're, we're trying to. So I was doing a consult for a new gym, which is opening up here the other day on how to set up their programming for um, CrossFit. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. I like CrossFit's the worst for this, where people just fucking kill themselves. Yeah, because it's all time, because it's all scored, yeah. and so, you've got to get the best score. And it's actually, you know, because of that go 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 attitude, there's a there's a lot lower emphasis on hey, just take a step back and understand why we're doing this. We're not doing this to win this workout. We're doing this to win something in twelve weeks or, or exactly. in years time to come. So with this gym. What I said to them was, um, your members are paying like $350 a month, okay? Which gives you a lifetime of yearly value of X amount, because um, I can't math right now. But a heart rate monitor for each member is give or take 10, no, uh, 0.1% of the value of the member over the year. So buy every single person in the gym a heart rate monitor, and they can't fuck up their conditioning. Yeah. You know, like, it, what it does is it puts an emphasis on educating the people, which is what we're doing now. But once they get it, they know the training is going to be more effective over the long run. And which then makes them more motivated. Like, there's nothing yeah. less motivating than doing stuff, and you're like, why the fuck am I even doing this? And, like, aerobic adaptations are fucking low-hanging fruit. Yeah, for sure. Like, like you can go, if you can go, like, faster at the same heart rate over, like, three or four weeks... Like that's what, that's a result. But let's dial this back now to your actual point, though, is doing more anaerobic stuff. Yeah. Um, 
uh, basically power and the ability to produce force at a high level and not fucking die. Um, I overlooked it before. And I've kind of come around to saying no, that's a really big part of most sports, most intermittent games. Yeah. Um, you just... So there's a video that I put up on YouTube a while back, you know, why most rugby training is wrong, um, like rugby conditioning. And uh, it was a demo that uh, I think I stole from Kia, the rugby strength coach, where, it, you know, it's not, a, you know, the goal of um, being, a you know, the most conditioned rugby athlete is that you can make more impacts, you know, in the same amount of time and have them not affect you as much. And so mm-hmm. a lot of that is, yeah, aerobic um, capacity in, ter- in terms of just getting that blood flow and getting back to your base over the course of like a minute or two before you do another carry or whatever. But actually there are periods where it's like, you know, you don't get that minute, you get like a 20 second before you've got to go right back into it. And then, and then, and then you've, and then you've not just done one impact that lasts 10 seconds. You've done a, a piece of play that lasts 20, 30 seconds. And I don't know how many code players we got listening to this, but if you start playing code, then like that's just fucking hard sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're constantly running that. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, each sport has their different needs. But I think, I think what what we're, we've already come across with these four points that we've made so far is is like more of a well-rounded approach. Yeah, um, right. Like we we emphasize a lot of aerobic back in the day because we saw everyone training for rugby, and I still will emphasize aerobic. Like I'll still say that's the biggest. Uh, Biggest thing that people miss in that, or all rugby guys miss in their training, is that aerobic base because it's so, like you say, it's low hanging fruit. It's so easy to do. It's so effective, and no one does it, which is why we emphasise that point. But I think you're right in that it's very easy to, you know, ha- hammer that point home, and then all of a sudden forget that there's a reason that we're trying to make that point is because there's other stuff that you could and probably should also do. Yeah, absolutely. And then from from population that I work with specifically with powerlifters and weightlifters, like you don't have that much longer between efforts, you know? Yeah. So once you get to the top, like top kind of level, you might get maybe five minutes between attempts. Yeah, I've done that, yeah. And still knackered. Oh mate, it's fucking disgraceful. It's so hard. Yeah. I'm actually just getting back into squatting myself, like back squatting for the first time. I don't think I really did do any sort of massive back squatting last year. So, mm. yeah, for the first time this year, I'm getting back into it, and it's uh, it's tough. That's interesting. I've just dropped back squats out of my program. Huh. Maybe yeah. I took yours over. But about 30% of the weight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, anything else you want to add to that last point? Um, Reiterate the importance of working in the right area. Like, so you mentioned like you guys killing themselves. Like you need to figure out a way of monitoring that. Like be it like a good understanding of RPE or exertion or you something more objective like a heart rate monitor. Like just have some way of making sure in the right zone because people are dicks and don't get it. Cool. Yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. Alright. So my last point and I, I'm almost going to make this point just to just to piss you off a little bit Alex. Because I know how much you lo- you love your stats, but um, that's actually one of the points I've come across in my time here is um, like a little bit less emphasis on 
everything overall that's being measured. Um, and this is for rugby players specifically. But, like, focus just more on getting a lot of work done over a decent period of time and, like, a lot of specific work and a lot, like, the program should be specific. But I'm a lot less likely to be like, right, we need to make sure we can try and bring up our squat to 200 kilos, bring up our clean to 130 kilos. Um, we've got to do XXXXX. I'm a lot more about, like, just the process because at the end of the day, you're not being assessed in the gym, you're being assessed on the rugby pitch. So there's lots of little nuances that can come about just by making all of these small improvements in the gym that you might not see, like in terms of the weight added to the bar or the power output thing or the power output levels or, or, or any sort of readings or, or stats. Um, you know, even like your own body weight. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, you can read into that too much. And there's lots of um, not qu- like qu- qualitative stuff that can really be improved to make you a better rugby player that comes from the gym but isn't necessarily measured. What do you think? I have a bias towards stats. Yeah, I know you do. That's why um, I said it, because I thought this could be a good little discussion. I think you're right from the perspective that players shouldn't be worrying about that shit. I think coaches need to worry about it. Yeah. And it's the coach's decision or the coach's... But there's a lot more that the coach needs to worry about than the player but it's a coach's responsibility to make the right call about what needs to be emphasized and what doesn't need to be emphasized yeah so so for me like yeah if if like when like working top end you know rep max strength isn't necessarily going to improve you as a rugby player but getting a much faster bar speed could be and that and if you don't have anything that measures bar speed then you won't actually see anything adapting over time unless you only monitor your, your rugby performance or unless you see that on, your rugby, on the rugby pitch. But just because you don't see that improvement, like, you know, just because you don't see physically any bit, bit of data that your 80 kilos is moving faster doesn't mean that it's not moving faster. And it also doesn't mean that you're not getting any benefit just because the numbers aren't, you know, you're not seeing numbers go up. You're still getting a lot of benefit from doing weeks and weeks of that work. Yeah, although there's no excuse for not knowing basketball now, just an app on the phone. It's a lot easier, yeah, for sure. But that was just an example I was trying to give, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of other ones, like movement quality is a huge one that I think gets it's overlooked a lot. Emphasis I said on, like, learners move properly, maybe having some tempo work and yeah. getting that. That sequence of muscle firing. Right. So, you know, like you said, if you're doing lots of tempo work and you're doing lots of technique work, you're not really seeing things specifically make a lot of improvement. And um, that's just the way it is with rugby as well because you're one of 30 dudes on a pitch. Like, it's very difficult to, like, even if you set yourself the, the, you know, the the goals of I'm going to make six tackles this game or, or whatever it is, like, there's... That's a good idea to an extent, but there's only so much you can do to affect that. So there's no need to measure stuff outside the gym if it's really difficult to measure stuff or inside the gym when it's difficult to measure stuff on the pitch. And just get a feel for the fact that you are getting a better rugby player and, and sort of take a step back. Basically develop some self-awareness. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure. Like the ability to reflect on previous games, previous seasons, and where you have improved, not necessarily just statistically. Right. Sweet. Um, and I guess a real good point to to emphasize that right is I'm learning to play the keyboard right now. Don't ask me why. Um, I've tried it a few times before, and actually, actually, same thing with jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu that I've restarted. But anyway, learning the keyboard and it's like practicing most days, and it's really boring, right? Because I've just got to run through my um, <clears throat> my fingering. So I'm working my fingering, and I'm doing all my technique and doing all of this, and it's just really boring. I'm like, what is the point of this? This is taking so long. Blah blah blah. Well. I'd done this for like two weeks and then I went back to practice some of the random songs that I sort of learnt when I first started just jamming on it. And they were like, I played them so much better and so much easier with my specific fingering. And that didn't come about, but I hadn't measured anything to make sure I'd improved or anything like that. But it turns out that I had gotten a lot better just through practice. And I just didn't realize it, you know? Well, that's that deal from Anders Ericsson where he's saying specific practice on components of a total skill is where you're at. That's how they do. Yeah, but, you know, on the micro scale, you don't see those, like, you don't specifically see these things improve. Like, it's difficult to measure that apart unless you're doing, like, a lot of, um, I guess on the keyboard, you're doing a lot of metronome work and figuring out exactly how many things you're playing in a minute, blah, 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 blah. But you get my point. So, yeah. Yeah, I never learned that way. Do you have another point? Did you come Um, up with a third? Yeah, I will, actually. Yeah? Um, Yeah, but only because I know we have, like, at least two female listeners. Um, Don't Uh, underestimate Hey, birds. Pardon me? I was just saying hi to the two female listeners. Creepy. Um, What's up, birds? (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we've got zero female listeners. Let's carry on. Um, don't underestimate the amount of work that uh, women can handle in the gym. Um, they're fucking machines. Yeah. Like, and... the, like their ability to withstand volume is just insane. And the, the benefit they'll get from that is way better than men. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think that guys can learn from this in terms of don't look at a chick's workout and ever think that that's a good idea for you to do. Because chicks' workouts will crush you. Yeah. Like, the girls I coach, I majority coach uh, females and lightweight females. Um, and if I try to do their workouts, they're doing, like, maximal reps at, like, 80%. Yeah. That would kill me. Like, I'd be, doing, I'd be dead for a week if I came to. And um, it's also important for guys that are listening that try and work out with their misses to understand that you shouldn't just match reps one for one. That will kill you over time. So, or rap, rap, match sets, should I say? Dude, fucking try be me. Like, give them, give them three sets for every two of yours, and they'll be nice and tight at the end, not bored, and you'll have got a good adaptation, but won't be killed. Yeah. Um, and then actually, so you, did you say you've got the lightweight theme? So that's like all of the volume. Yeah, they can handle it. They can do less damage. Yeah, the the amount of work they can get through is is pretty high. Yeah, like even when we look at this like uh, super elite level, like they still can't um, do that much damage to themselves, um, even at like world class weights. 
Yeah. Good point. Good point. So, ladies, bump up your volume. Guys, bump up your ladies' volume. Um, and I guess any more, any anything else to add to that point? Um, in terms of specific training for women for sport, um, yeah, hamstring work, learn to land. Um, and that's about it, really. Yeah, okay. more hamstring work, more learn to land properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, I tell you what, if if we had more points to make. Landing mechanics would absolutely be one of my next three. Yeah, it's fucking big deal. Big deal sport. It's a huge deal. But we'll save that for another time. Thank you guys for listening. Follow Alex. Uh, was it at is a collision underscore and underscore combat right? Something like that. Boom. Watch him make ridiculously big lifts. Um, watch him watch his videos, but make sure you've got about thirty seconds to watch his twenty second setup before he does it. Because for some reason he doesn't cut his videos to 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 oh, edit that you out. Want to another point. Um, if you're planning to lift weights well, have a ritual. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But and also, um, don't yeah, not- don't yeah. film that ritual and, and post it every time. I actually have a post coming out today <laughs> on literally on filming rituals. Excellent. Excellent. But not posting rituals, right? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. All right, everybody. Collision underscore and underscore combat at tj.strength. Rubby-muscle.com for all the show notes. um, And we'll see you in the next one. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episode of the Rubby Muscle Podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and type a quick review. It takes about a minute and it really helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, helps grow Rugby Muscle. And in turn, we will be able to give you guys the best quality content, information and programs that we possibly can. If you're interested in any of that stuff, like the free physique nutrition video series or the TJ Shank Supplement Guide or the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, you can find them all at rugby-muscle.com or by going through my Instagram profile at tj.strength. Give me a quick follow. And until next time, guys, I've been your host as always, TJ. See you soon.